Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to recap the Falcons' advanced analytic grades, specifically through PFF, in their win against the Saints. I can't believe we're saying this. In New Orleans, week 9, a 27-25, last-minute nail-biter, heart-attack-inducing win, um, where they blew an 18-point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, tell me if you haven't heard that one before with the Falcons yet. They came away with the win on the back of the heroics of Matt Ryan, Cordero Patterson, and of course, kicker Youngway Koo. So let's get into the stats, talk about the guys who graded the best, guys who graded the worst, and some of the notable players uh, on both sides of the ball. Let's start with the Falcons' offense. Let's talk about the top five guys. Number one on the list, probably not a surprise to those of you who watched the game, he was absolutely on point. Uh, Throughout the entire afternoon, that is quarterback Matt Ryan, 84.4 overall grade. It is yet another game this season uh, where he was the highest ranked or one one of the two highest ranked players for the offense. Um, Again, I think just shows that if he has a minimal amount of time in the pocket, um, he can be absolutely deadly. And he was uh, quite accurate in his downfield throws, including the one at the end of the game to Cordero Patterson. Uh, that did turn into the 64-yard gain that got the Falcons into field goal position to win the game. Um, again, you, you can't say enough about Matt Ryan. He actually got a 77.6 run grade. Uh, he only had two runs, but one of those, uh, he did juke uh, a Saints defender, uh, which was, <laughs> oh my God, absolutely fantastic. When you get to see Matt Ryan juke a defender, especially a Saints defender, you know you have had a good Sunday. Um, so yeah, he was number one, uh, no surprise there. Number two, clearly not a surprise either. Corderell Patterson, 82.6 overall grade, a 95.5 passing grade, uh, as far as, you know, receiving the ball, uh, which is just absolutely bonkers. That is like elite Julio Jones level type stuff. Um, and really that was the best part of his game. He had a 41.8, uh, as, as far as being a runner, uh, which makes sense. You know, the Falcons running game could not get going at all against this top rated uh, Saints uh, defense. They were number one in the league and shutting down the run and number one after the game as well, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, Patterson, absolutely just a monster in this game, uh, delivered at the highest level. Number three, uh, on 29 snaps out of the 59 snaps, uh, this guy's getting more and more snaps each week. Alameda Zacchaeus, um, he had a 78.9. Overall grade, obviously had the two touchdowns that Matt Ryan passed in this game. Uh, Really, really solid outing from him. Uh, Hopefully, we'll continue to see him step up and deliver more and more as Calvin Ridley misses time. Um, You know, between him and Russell Gage, I felt like the two of them really stepped up. 
uh, in the absence of the number one uh, receiver. Number four on the list, left tackle Jake Matthews with a 75.9 overall grade, 82.2 as a pass blocker, uh, 67.9 as a run blocker. Funny enough, he was the only offensive lineman that gave up a sack. Uh, He was the one that gave up the sack to Cam Jordan late in the game. Um, But for the rest of the game, he was absolutely rock solid. So I feel like that one play uh, obviously did not wipe out the rest of his afternoon. He was a very, uh, very solid uh, presence on that offensive line. And number five, this guy has now been at the top of the list the past two weeks. Right tackle, Caleb McGarry, 72.2 overall grade, uh, a decent 66.6 pass blocking score, 74.1 as a run blocker. Honestly, McGarry probably faced off against Cam Jordan more than Jake Matthews did, and he did not give up a sack on the day. Um, So a really, really strong outing from the right tackle, and this is two games in a row. Let's hope this is a sign that he's beginning to turn the corner. Uh, If he can solidify and turn this into the norm, my goodness, this will be such a boon for uh, this Falcons offensive line going forward. Um, Yeah, Caleb McGarry, top five, uh, good on him. Let's see if he can continue to build on this, especially uh, next week as they take on the, the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Now let's talk about the bottom five. The good news here is we've got several guys that from a snap count standpoint did not contribute much. So I think that that is probably a factor here. Uh, but the bottom of the list, again, probably not a surprise to anybody. Running back Mike Davis, uh, 33 total snaps, 32.9 overall grade. Uh, dreadful day from him. Uh, pass blocking, 26.6 overall score, 33.7 as a runner. Oh, my God. Matt Ryan scored over twice as high as a runner than Mike Davis did. Obviously, a lot of that probably had to do with his nearly fumbling away the game-winning drive in the final uh, seconds of the game, which was, oh my God. Um, Yeah, Davis right now, he's got the same number of snaps as uh, Cordero Patterson, and they both got the same number of running snaps. Um, But Davis, is he's had some rough games here, and... Uh, I, I do think there's a chance that he begins to lose more and more snaps as the season progresses if he can't turn this around. We'll see what he does against Dallas. We'll see what he does against New, New England in a few weeks. But right now, Mike Davis, bottom of the list. Uh, right behind him, quarterback Felipe Franks with a 46.1 overall grade. Uh, he was brought in twice at quarterback and ran the ball twice. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Arthur Smith is doing here. I think he's getting at times a little bit too cute. It was just two plays, so I don't want to overemphasize this. But the obviously the one that stands out is the one towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter. Why are you bringing in Felipe Franks and taking Patterson and Pitts off the field? Uh, I think that is deserved criticism. And hopefully we'll see this. You know, I, I don't mind them doing it here and there, but it's clearly not having the level of success that I think warrants it. Um, God, I, I really hope they, they stop this for now. Let's let's shelve it and try it again in 2022 when you've got a full offseason to sort of you know develop this out a little bit. Uh, third from the list, right tackle Jason Spriggs. Again, only three snaps, um, two for pass blocking. He had a 53.5 overall grade, so it's not horrible, but his pass blocking grade of a 20 is cringe-inducing. Uh, number four uh, from the bottom, fullback Keith Smith on 10 snaps. 53.9 overall grade and just sort of, you know, below average uh, in, in every category. And number five on the list, wide receiver Tajay Sharp with 54.5 overall grade. Now, 
where did some of the key players uh, for the Falcons offense land? Kyle Pitts was actually 13th, 54.9 overall grade, although from a pass blocking standpoint, he had a 69.8. So that was good to see from him. That's something we'll need from him as a tight end as he continues to develop. Um, Russell Gage was number 10 on the list, 63.5 overall grade. Uh, Not a bad day from him. Matt Hennessy uh, was at number eight and Jalen Mayfield at number seven. Uh, Both of these guys with grades in the 69 um, overall. Uh, And again, you know, like I mentioned last week, uh, if these two guys continue to develop, this is just great news for the Falcons. Um, You know, getting the interior of this offensive line stabilized for the future uh, is absolutely uh, a big part of what Arthur Smith wants to build here. Chris Lindstrom is a top 10 guard right now. Um, Matt Hennessy, according to PFF stats, is the 14th best center in the league, which puts him right in the middle, which means he's you know roughly league average. And honestly, for being a first-year starter, I think we'll take that. Mayfield, obviously, overall, his grade is still pretty poor. He's one of the worst-graded uh, guards in the league. But his arrow is pointing up, so even though he's still bad, um, his grade is improving each week, uh, and he is getting better, but he's still not a, a particularly good player. Um, so again, he's a rookie who's never played this position before. He was never going to click on the light immediately. We'll see what he looks like at the end of the season and then going into next season. Um, but right now he's still the weakest link on this offensive line. But in general, this offensive line, I think has been playing decent again, they're not good. <laughs> this is not a top-tier offensive line. A lot of Matt Ryan's time in the pocket is as much about what he is doing to buy himself time and get the ball out quick as, as it is what the offensive line is doing. However, with that said, they are good enough that the Falcons can have success in the passing game, that Matt Ryan is able to challenge downfield. Um, he is able to put over 300 yards uh, on on tape against a, a fairly good Saints defense. So right now, this offensive line playing well enough to help the Falcons get to a win. And really, that's what we're looking for in a season like this, where the hopes for the playoffs are sort of still, you know, they're there, but it's not, in my mind, a reasonable expectation. Um, they may sneak in, and, you know, part of that is the NFC is sort of top heavy and you've got a lot of teams sort of in the middle and the bottom that are all within, you know, that 500 range. So yeah, certainly the Falcons can make it, but I really see this as a rebuilding year, a year where they're trying to evaluate uh, the roster, get the cap back into good shape. And, you know, these performances are, are enough to build on. And that's what I'm thinking about when I think about this Falcons offensive line. So great game overall from the offense, of course, um, leaning on Matt Ryan, Cordero Patterson, uh, and Lamade Zacchaeus, the top three guys graded here. And uh, those guys certainly helped to deliver the win in New Orleans. Uh, we're going to talk about the defense, the guys who stood out there, including a player who is now becoming a consistent top player in the top of these lists every single week. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. We're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. We're talking about the Falcons' grades through PFF, Advanced Stats and Analytics, uh, in their Week 9 win in New Orleans against the Saints. Last-minute thriller, 27-25. to uh, Let's talk about the top guys on defense. The top of the list, uh, I tell you what, I am just tickled to death that the Falcons have uh, gone and taken advantage of their ability to flex guys uh, from the practice squad. Because this is a guy who was on the practice squad just a few weeks ago. James Vodders, um, outside linebacker, 30 snaps out of 76, 85.4 overall grade. Now, his run defense, 50.8, was not good. But his pass rush score of a 91.4, absolutely phenomenal. He did, of course, have that one major sack where he beat one of the better left tackles in the league in Tron Armstead, just flat out beat him. Um, got the strip sack, which ended up you know, getting the Falcons in a very close scoring range after the Stephen Means return. Um, really want to see what Vaughters can do building off of this performance. Uh, not saying that this guy is the fix to our pass rush. Please don't misunderstand me here. But uh, he is a guy that came off the practice squad and in one of his first really significant games as far as getting a lot of snaps, um, he delivered. And if he becomes part of the rotation, I think he's earned it at this point. So really excited to see what the Falcons may have found in him. Now, clearly, if he falls off for the next few games, we won't be talking about him anymore. But at least this game, he stood out. He was our best-graded defensive player. Let's hope he can build on that. Um, number two, probably no surprise here, cornerback A.J. Terrell. He had three pass deflections in this game. Um, he has allowed the fewest receiving yards of any corner in the NFL this year. Um, he is absolutely becoming one of the better corners in the league. 77.6 overall grade, 77.6 in coverage. Um, he's also become a very steady tackler as well. He had a 79.4 grade for his tackling. Um, and yeah, A.J. Terrell, you can't say enough about this kid. He has turned into a baller in year two. Speaking of guys in year two, um, number three on this list, free safety Jalen Hawkins. 48 snaps out of 76. So again, he is getting the majority of snaps. 74.7 overall grade, 75.7 in coverage. I think what we're beginning to see here is that nickel spot is being sort of shared amongst multiple guys uh, in the absence of Isaiah Oliver. Hawkins is one of them. They're using some big nickel sets where they've got three safeties on the field. Um, and Hawkins is delivering. He is he's had you know some bad games here, but in as a second year player, um, he is really turning in a, a strong performance for this second year. Uh, making a case that he should get consideration to be a starter in 2022. Number four on this list, cornerback Avery Williams, 65.6 overall grade, uh, 74.6 as a pass rusher. What in the world? Uh, 81.2 in tackling. Actually had a 58.2 coverage grade, which is you know still okay, but not not fantastic. Um, and number five on this list, uh, Tyler Davison, which I. A little bit surprised by, but I think he did well in run defense. 
22 total snaps, 65.5 overall grade. Um, all right, the guys at the bottom of this list. Um, kind of frustrated that this guy is sort of now becoming a regular feature on the bottom of the list. Um, worst graded player for the Falcons, Foye Luokun. Um, 29.3 overall grade, 27.99 in run defense, 45.6 in tackling. Um, just really, just uh, I don't know what it is. It looks like he's struggling uh, here and there. He's had some good games, don't get me wrong, uh, but not not a good game from Foyer. Uh, next up from him, safety Eric Harris. Harris has had a strong season overall. Uh, this game was certainly a setback for him in 76 snaps, 37.8 overall grade, um, 39.8 in run defense, um, 76.9 as a pass rusher though. So, uh, the Falcons are using their corners and their safeties in the pass rush and getting some productivity there. And that's good to see. Um, third up from the list, Adede Kumbo Ogundeji, uh, outside linebacker, 52 total snaps. He's getting a lot more snaps now. Uh, unfortunately not consistently delivering with it yet. 43.0 overall grade, 72 as a tackler, so he is he is he is wrapping guys up, but 45.5 as a pass rush, which is just not good enough. Um, number four up from the list, Stephen Means, um, 38 total snaps, 46.5 overall grade. Um, again, just not getting it done in total. And number five, I was a little bit surprised by this, but I think he got dinged pretty hard for missing some tackles, and that is defensive tackle Grady Jarrett. In 57 total snaps, he earned just a 50.0 overall grade, 28.9 in tackling. Um, not not a good day for him overall. Some of the other standout players for the Falcons' defense, Deion Jones was at 11 with a 58.4 overall grade, a 65 in run defense, which is actually fairly decent. Um, Anthony Rush, who the big defensive tackle in the middle, who the Falcons again called up from the practice squad, um, was number 10 on the list with a 59.5 overall grade, 62.5 in run defense, um, 29.6 in tackling. Never quite sure how those two things end up working out that way. Um, but it, it was interesting to see. He actually had a, a key tackle for loss in this game. Uh, liked what we saw from him. And uh, same with Vauders. I want to see what the Falcons do as far as giving guys like him uh, and Vauders more time on the field see what these guys who were on the practice squad can do with that time. You know, they've, they've got players like um, you know, Taquan Graham and, and John Kaminsky who are healthy scratches each week, uh, it seems like. So why not give these guys a bit of a chance to see what they can do in the game? And next week, you know, the Falcons will go down to Dallas and see if they can stop Ezekiel Elliott. And, you know, that's maybe guys like Vodders and Rush are part of the plan to help slow down, you know, a really good running back. So, um, yeah, interested to see how these guys continue to get used. Um, Fabian Moreau, uh, who has, you know, been criticized a lot for his coverage. He's bounced back over the last several games. He, he was number seven on the list for the Falcons, 63.9 overall grade, uh, 64.5 in coverage, which is solid. You know, that's, that's not a bad score. He puts him a little bit around the average, above slightly above average range. Um, so he is someone who has turned it around as well. In fact, really, I think the Falcons secondary as a whole did a fairly good job of getting their hands on the ball. Um, AJ Terrell had multiple pass deflections. I think he had three, uh, in total. I think Deion Jones had two, uh, guys like Deron Harmon had one. Um, I believe Fabian Moreau had one. 
so just an overall solid day uh, for the most part from these guys in the secondary. Clearly, the fourth quarter notwithstanding, with you know basically allowing the lead to completely just erode away very quickly. Um, but in total, uh, a, a strong performance from these guys. And some of you are probably thinking to yourselves, "Oh, it was Trevor Simeon and you know a bunch of Saints wide receivers not named Michael Thomas." And yes, that is accurate. Um, but we need this Falcons defense to take advantage of those situations. And I think it's fair to say that, you know, for a majority of the game on Sunday, they did. So let's celebrate that while we've got that opportunity. Um, So overall from the defense, you know, sort of top heavy, top three or four guys played really well. And then you have a lot of scores that begin to quickly fall off after that. The offense on the other side, I think had a much better day overall with a strong set of scores really across their top 10, uh, which did include almost everybody on the offensive line and then guys like Ryan and Patterson and Zacchaeus. Um, so just a, a solid, solid week for this Falcons team. Again, on the road against the Saints, a very difficult stadium to win in. Uh, a Saints team that was 5-2 and two coming into this game. Uh, a Saints defense that is one of the best in the league, absolutely the best against stopping the run. Uh, with guys like Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams in the secondary. Um, The Falcons got it done, and ultimately that is what counts the most. Even as we go through these stats, these advanced stats and analytics, um, the thing that matters the most uh, is the fact that they got out of New Orleans with a key win in the division, moved to 4-4 as they go next week down to see if they can get above 500 again for the first time since 2017 against against the Dallas Cowboys. All right, guys, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And, of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. This is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk to you next time.